Welcome to the Darlington Extra podcast channel. Working with communities, staff and partners to provide positive outcomes. Hello and welcome to the Darlington Extra podcast. My name is Martin Webster. I'm the Workforce Development Manager for the People Group and I'm joined today by Deborah, a member of our adult social care team and one of our experts in practice. So experts in practice is a research project in partnership with Newcastle University and here in Darlington we've identified isolation and loneliness as a key issue that we want to research and Deb's been doing all sorts of things around isolation and loneliness. So we're here to ask her some questions today and we'll get some more research done and we'll be able to provide all sorts of different training and development opportunities across the board. Deb, do you want to introduce yourself to start off with? Hi Martin, so I'm Deborah Parker, I'm a social worker in um, the ongoing intervention team and I've been doing experts in practice now for just over a year. Okay, so we'll crack on and we'll just go straight into the questions if that's all right. Tell us what isolation and loneliness is and what's the difference between the two of them? Isolation and loneliness is something that I would imagine that we've we've all felt some part of our lives. So isolation and loneliness are two different things, but they usually run t- together hand in hand as well. When we think of isolation, we type of think of a lack of social contacts and um, being quite alone. You don't really have anybody um, around you as well. We find this a lot in our older community. As they've got older, they have type of lost contact with people. People have sadly passed away as well. They are just really on their own. And that leads to loneliness as well. Loneliness, again, is very, very different. Loneliness goes alongside with isolation as well, but loneliness is more of a feeling. It's something that we feel either within a a particular situation. You don't always have to be isolated to feel lonely as well. So we can have people who can be surrounded by a lot of people. You can have family around you, you can be at work, but you can still have that feeling of actually being lonely. And usually that can be down to a situation that you are going through. It can be something down to um, health. It could just be part of people having low mood and linked with mental health as well. So although we say isolation and loneliness, they have to be looked at very, very separately, but also at the same time. So it can be a little bit complex when you are speaking to people about it. One of the things which all of us have recently got in our mind, and that was the 2020 pandemic. And that is something that we can link to to this area. There was isolation and loneliness prior to COVID, but I think COVID, especially at this the start and the first lockdown, second lockdown, that's where we saw people who were already quite isolated or felt lonely were then put in a situation where that increased really. And I think all of us felt it at that time as well. We didn't see our families as much. We didn't go out and see our friends as much as well. Um, And although we've all come through the other side, I think that that, I think all of us had that type of feeling at some point during that time. So I think it makes us more aware now that we are on the other side in 2023, how important this is really for us to be able to support people going forward. Yeah, it's really important, isn't it? And I know that You'd meant, you've probably answered quite a lot of this next question really about how does it impact people and who does it impact? Are there any particular groups that you think that um, it impacts more than others? 
when we think of isolation and loneliness, I think a lot of us always think of older people. I think that's the first people that come to our mind is that it's the older generation. But no, it impacts everybody, like I said. What we have identified is that there are some areas of the community. So, for example, single men, I would say age 45 to 64. Single women, about the, the same age as well. Um, LGBT Q plus groups. And it also affects our multicultural cultures as well. So obviously Dalton is quite a diverse town as well. We're only a little town, but we do have a lot of people with a lot of backgrounds here as well. What we also find is, especially in adult social care, so when we're supporting people, we identify people who usually have a need, who usually need that extra support, and we go through the assessment process. Part of that is identifying well-being. And that is part of the CARE Act. It is the wellbeing principle and it is something that we do include in our assessments. All of our assessments are person-centred. They are focused around that individual at that time. And I do believe that 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 is a um, a good window to identify when somebody is feeling lonely, is feeling isolated, but then it links a lot more to complex need of that person. So we find people who, for example, you could have a single man. He could also have a diagnosis of a neurological condition such as MS, and that is a progressive condition that as the years are going on it affects him physically but then because of that it also affects his mental health as well so because that that person's going through a loss so they are feeling a loss of their their physical ability they also may have to finish work early because they can no longer do their job Um, they have to maybe move into more appropriate accommodation so it's it's having that understanding it is knowing that as all these things are going through in a person's life, they may also start to feel quite isolated as well. They may feel quite lonely because of what they're experiencing, their friends and their family are not experiencing as well. And it's making sure that as a practitioner that we keep that at the forefront of our assessments and support to ensure that as we go further that we are identifying any support that could be put in at that point. But the thing that we do find is, and it isn't just in in Darlington, it's um, trying to find the correct support that matches the person as well. So there is some great services out there, but it's making sure that if that, that everything fits for everybody as well. So yeah, so those are the type of people that we probably find that we identify more of. That's a, a great answer, to be honest. And I think that um, really interesting when you talk about the complexities that people face and the fact that there might be all of these other things going on in, in somebody else's life in terms of their health, in terms of their mental health, and then to be isolated or to be quite lonely when all of these other things are going on must be really difficult for people. We've talked a little bit about how health and social care identify some of these um, complexities as well. What kind of, and we talked about the age demographics and things, is that similar nationally as it, as it is in Darlington? You talked about the kind of the males age between certain age groups and um, is that similar across the, across the board in the nation or is it just a Darlington thing? 
Yeah, it is. So um, I've been able to gather information from the 2021 census. I know it is a little bit outdated, but it's um, the one that has been released. I think the new one has only just been released. Are they still going through the data at the moment? In the area of Darlington, the population has increased by 2.1%. And we've we've been able to see this because we use the 2021 census. So that means at this moment there's about 107,000 people in the Dalton area. There has been an increase about 20% of people aged 65 and over. There's also been an increase of people of what we say like middle age as well but I would say quite young which is uh, 45 and up as well. So it's it shows that there is more of these groups of people here which means that there is going to be an increase of people who who are actually going through the feelings of loneliness who 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 are going through isolation plus other health needs um other physical needs as well. Yeah, and that's really interesting because I guess that when there's more people in the area and if it if it has gone up by 20 percent that increases the i suppose the workload for adult social care as well and it's just understanding the the whole demographic of the of the area and i suppose the more that this comes out and the more that people are identified as being either quite isolated or lonely the more that we need to be doing things about that how could a how could a member of staff support somebody who experiences isolation or loneliness um, so if we are looking at supporting somebody from a social worker point of view to um, someone who is accessing our services, I would it, it, it really all starts at the assessment point. So we, um, we have our first point of contact here where uh, people can request to have an assessment. They will then identify where that person will which team is best for that person really i come from the ongoing intervention team so i'm going to use us as an example um but there are other teams here so as part of the ongoing intervention team we would initially we would ring the person we would do our introductions we would have that we would go through that assessment process the initial assessment and i think again like i said in the back of our minds we are continuously looking at somebody's well-being as well as their practical need as well Part of that is getting to know the person. We need to find out about who who they are, what they like as well, why they've got to to this point. People's lives are very complex and it isn't only physical disabilities that that can affect somebody or mental health that can affect somebody as well. It's also... um, about their circumstances. So we have people who are in um, domestic abuse relationships. We have people who are um, who have substance misuse and have that type of addiction. So I think from a social worker point of view, it's having knowledge to be able to know how those um, areas can affect somebody and then having the knowledge about the person to be able to identify what support is there. As us as a local authority and people from from other teams and just as a community, I think it's just it's just actually speaking to somebody. It's maybe having a little bit of extra time for someone. Um, if, if you think that some Somebody is a little bit lonely. Is at risk of isolation. I think it's just having a chat. It's 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 asking them if they want to go for a um, coffee. This doesn't just happen with people who use our service. Like I said, I think all of us have been have 
been in that that situation where we do feel a little bit lonely where where we're starting our new jobs or starting a new role and you do feel that little bit of isolation because you are not quite part of the team yet or you're type of getting to know everybody so it's it's maybe actually thinking right do you know what I can see that that person I'm just going to ask are they all right do you want to have a chat do you want to see what's what's going on and I think that that just goes for us all just as people really um just also being nice to each other and that's a big part of it isn't it really that if you can identify and recognize when somebody might be feeling a little bit either kind of isolated or lonely then it's that opportunity to kind of intervene and, and be a good person and i think as society we need to probably see some of these little cues and these little kind of um things that that someone might say or someone or how somebody might act and pick up on those and it's all part of that early intervention and if we can kind of do something about it initially then hopefully we'll stop um some of these feelings and some of the things that kind of occur after that as well um, yeah i do think so i mean there are some really really great groups in darlington who we do work with and some of them just just to name a few we we have age uk they they offer some really great groups for people over 65 we've got the dance men shed as well um, and they work with people outside so they have like their own allotments and they meet up to, together as well it's more it's it's very around males so it's more about blokes coming together we do have the harbour domestic service as well and that isn't just around people leaving a a situation they also offer ongoing support as well and just like talking to people um we have the well-being hub at woodlands which is run by saint Teresa's, which supports people with progressive illnesses as well so again it's people who are going through very very similar things um and the basement calf as well um that is that supports people around homelessness again with more complexities going on and these are just to actually name a few of the services not everything fits everybody that is one thing which we are aware of and it is hopefully something as Darlington we are going to have a look at going forward but if we have these these services there and we can make those referrals and we can speak to people about it and even if you have someone who wants to go to a service like this but doesn't want to do it on their own, it's taking the time out to say, well, actually, why don't we go together? Why don't we sit sit in the background, have a cuppa, see what's, what's going on and, t- and people taking their time because it's okay doing a re- referral and ticking a box. But if you have been on your own or you have those anxieties, the last thing you want to do is walk into a group of strangers either. So it's making sure that you're not just ticking a box, you're not just putting a referral in, you're actually supporting the person through that whole um, experience really as well. Because if they feel like they're supported being there, then they'll be able to actually enjoy it more, I suppose. I mean, that's that's fantastic from... Uh... A local authority's point of view and I think that that comment around going with somebody and sitting in the background and trying to get them to um to take that first step and to 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 experience some of these support groups is is really important and I think um that there's so many things that do happen in communities that people maybe don't know about or 
or haven't kind of heard of. Um, and for us, I suppose, as people who work in social care, to be almost that kind of that signposter, that that person who can kind of support people to access these things is massively important because it helps with their their isolation, their loneliness, the opportunity to meet new people and to to start new interests if needs be or actually to get involved in something that they've always been interested in but didn't realize that there was something there to support that so yeah that's a, a really brilliant point so just about the experts in practice bit deb how are you finding it how's things moving and motoring along yes so the experts in practice it is um something that i've been involved in for um just over a year um it's been a really good opportunity to work alongside newcastle university um i've had the opportunity to go and meet other researchers and be involved in other research it's it, it is a mixture it can be research that's um involved in um adult social care children social care a little bit of health so it's been it's been really good to actually get back into that research state of mind within my project um it's definitely something that i've found has been really interesting isolation and loneliness is something that um that, that i've experienced um and i've also seen with within my casework um in either previous roles or within this role as well um so to have the opportunity to dig a little deeper to actually find out what is going on out there not just in Darlington but also across the UK it's also given me the opportunity um, to share information as well with um, other practitioners so, so as I've gone along and I found really good services or things that are really going well um, I've been able to to share that I've within team meetings or we've had group um, focus groups as well um, and also getting the opinions of other practitioners on on if they have any difficulties around this area what they find is a bit of a blocker um, and what we can do about it so yeah it's 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 been really good really really good Excellent. And that's the kind of that's the key bit, really. And I suppose from our side, it's it's really about having the opportunity to have our staff do some research to impact things that are going on across the board in Darlington um, and to support other people. So the idea from this will be that Deb helps us train um, other local authority staff and other staff from across different services around social isolation, around loneliness. Um, and we get to share all of those kind of key bits of research that Deb's been able to to kind of do so that's brilliant so that's the end of our podcast for today much appreciated deb thank you very much for your time and, thank you uh, very much we'll speak again on the darlington podcast soon cheers everyone you've been listening to the darlington extra podcast on our darlington extra podcast channel for more great content make sure you subscribe now 